Chapter 9 of Stories That Words Tell Us. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Louise J. Bell. Stories That Words Tell Us. By Elizabeth O'Neill. Chapter 9 Words from the Names of Animals. It is easy to see how names of persons have sometimes changed into general words. But we have also a great number of general words which are taken from animals' names. Most often, these words are used to describe people's characters. Sometimes, people are merely compared with the animals whose qualities they are supposed to have, and sometimes they are actually called by the names of these animals. Thus, we may say that a person is as sly as a fox, or we may call him an old fox and everyone understands the same thing by both expressions. The cause of this continual comparison of human beings with animals is that long ago, when these expressions first began to be used, animals, and especially wild animals, played a great part in the lives of the people. In the Middle Ages, great parts of England now dotted over with big towns, were covered with forest land. Wolves roamed in the woods, and the fighting of some wild animals and the taming of others formed a most important part of people's lives. The same thing was, of course, the case in other countries. So familiar were people in those days with animals that they thought of them almost as human beings, and believed that they had their own languages. It was people who believed these things who made up many of the old fairy tales about animals, stories like Red Riding Hood and The Three Bears. We often say that we are as hungry as a wolf, but we who have never seen wolves, except behind the bars of their cages at the zoological gardens, do not know how hungry a wild wolf can be. Those, however, who first used this expression, thought of the lean and hungry wolves who prowled round the farms and cottages in the hard winter weather, driven by starvation to men's very doors. We also have the expression, a wolf in sheep's clothing. By this, we mean a person who is really dangerous and harmful, but who puts on a harmless and gentle manner to deceive his victim. Another use of the word wolf is as a verb, meaning to eat in a very quick and greedy manner, as we might imagine a hungry wolf would do and as our forefathers knew by experience that they did do. 
most of the people who used the names of the wolf and the fox in these ways do not know anything of the habits of these animals but the expressions have become part of the common language the same thing is of course true about the lion with which even our far-off english ancestors had never to fight but the lion is such a fierce and magnificent animal that it naturally appeals to our imagination and we find numerous comparisons with it chiefly in poetical language we say a soldier is as brave as a lion or describe him as a lion in the fight a less complimentary comparison is an expression we often hear as stubborn as a mule only a few of the people who use this expression can have had any experience of the stubbornness of mules sometimes a stubborn person is described quite simply as a mule another compliment of the same sort is to call a person who seems to us to be acting stupidly a donkey we may say a person is as greedy as a pig or describe him with disgust as a pig which may mean either that they are very greedy or that they are behaving in a very ungracious or unmannerly way a more common description of a person of this sort is a hog everyone has heard of the road hogs who drive their motors regardless of other people's convenience or safety and of the food hogs who tried to store up food or refused to ration themselves and so shortened other people's supplies of food in the great war other common expressions comparing people with animals are sulky as a bear gay as a lark busy as a bee we might also call a cross person a bear but should not without some explanation call a person a lark or a bee we may say a person chatters like a magpie or we may call him or her a magpie a person who talks without thinking merely repeating what other people have said is often called a parrot sometimes names of common animals or birds used to describe people are complimentary but more often they are not it seems as though the people who made these metaphors were more eloquent in anger than in love a very nice child will be described by its friends as a little duck a mischievous child may also be described good-temperedly as a monkey but there are far more words of abuse taken from the names of animals than more or less amiable words like these a bad-tempered woman is described as a vixen or female fox a lazy person as a drone 
or the bee which does no work. A stupid person may be called a sheep or a goose, which is not quite so insulting. Dog, hound, cur, and puppy are all used as words of abuse and contempt for someone who is regarded as very mean-spirited is sometimes shown by describing such a person as a worm or worse if possible a reptile a bookworm on the other hand the name of a little insect which lives in books and eats away at paper and bindings is applied to people who love books in another way great readers and is of course not at all an uncomplimentary word a foolish person who has been easily deceived in some matter is often described as a gull or is said to have been gulled gull is now the name of a seabird but in early english it was used to describe any young bird and from the idea that it is easy to deceive such youngsters came the use of the word to describe foolish people another name of a bird used with almost the opposite meaning is rook this name is given to people who are constantly cheating others especially at card games it was earlier used like gull to describe the person cheated it then came to be used as a verb meaning to cheat and from this was used to describe the person cheating instead of the person cheated other names of birds not quite so commonly used to describe stupid people are dotterel and dodo the dotterel is a bird which is very easily caught and it was from this fact that it got its name which comes from dote to be silly or feeble-minded when the name of the bird is used to describe a silly person the word is really as an interesting writer on the history of words says turning a complete somersault the same is the case with dodo which is also used but not so often to describe a stupid person this bird also got its name from a word which meant foolish it comes from the portuguese word dodo which means simpleton we have a few verbs also taken from the names of animals and birds we say a person apes another when he tries to imitate him this word comes of course from the fact that the ape is always imitating any action performed by other people a person who follows another persistently is said to dog his steps this expression comes of course from the fact of dogs following their masters 
another expression is to hound a person to do something by which we mean persecute him this comes from the idea of a hound tracking its victim down another of these words which has the idea of persecution is badger when someone constantly talks about a subject which is unpleasant to another or continually tries to persuade him to do something against his will he is said to be badgering him the badger is an animal which burrows into the ground in winter and dogs are set to worry it out of its hiding place the badger is the victim and not the persecutor as we might think from the use of the verb the verb henpeck to describe the teasing of her husband by a disagreeable wife comes of course from the idea of the continual pecking of a hen many common articles are named after animals which they resemble in some way a ram is an instrument generally of wood used to drive things into place by pressure in olden days warships used to have a battering ram or projecting beak at their prow with which to ram other vessels the romans called such a beak an ares which is the latin for ram a male sheep this was probably from the habit of rams butting an enemy with their horns the romans often had the ends of their battering rams carved into the shape of the head of a ram a ramrod gets its name from the same idea it is an instrument for pressing in the ammunition when loading the muzzle of a gun the word ram has now several more general uses we speak of a person ramming things into a drawer or bag when we mean pushing them hastily and untidily into too small a place or a man may ram his hat down on his head again we may have a lesson or unpleasant fact rammed into us by someone who is determined to make the subject clear whether we want to hear about it or not and all this comes from the simple idea of the ram butting people whom it considers unpleasant more commonplace instruments having animals names are the clothes horse and fire dogs we have other words which we should not guess to be from animals names but which really are so we say that a person who is always changing his mind and wanting first one thing and then another is capricious or we speak of a curious or unreasonable desire as a caprice these words really come from the latin name for a goat caper the mind of the capricious person skips about just like a goat 
at least that is what the word capricious literally says about him the word caper meaning to jump about playing tricks comes from the latin word capra a she-goat the word coward comes from the name of an animal but not the cow in a famous french story of the middle ages in which all the characters are animals the roman de renard the hare is called couard and it is from this that the word coward one who runs away from danger comes all these words from the names of animals take us back then to the days when every man was a kind of naturalist in those early days when town life hardly existed everybody knew all about animals and their habits their conversation was full of this sort of thing and so it is that in hundreds of our words which we use today without thinking of the literal meaning at all we have a picture of the lives of our ancestors preserved we have too words taken from the names of some animals which never existed at all the writers of the middle ages told many tales or fables of animals and monsters which were purely imaginary but in which the people of those days firmly believed we sometimes hear people use the expression a basilisk glare which other people would describe as a look that kills meaning a look of great severity or displeasure there is a little american lizard which zoologists call the basilisk but this is not the basilisk from which this expression comes the basilisk which the people of the middle ages imagined but which never existed was a monstrous reptile hatched by a serpent from a cock's egg by its breath or even its look it could destroy all who approached it another invention of the middle ages was the bird called the phoenix we now use the word phoenix to describe someone who is unique in some good quality a commoner way of expressing the same idea would be that there is no one like him it was believed in the middle ages that only one of these wonderful birds could exist in the world at one time the story was that the phoenix after living through five or six hundred years in the arabian desert prepared a funeral pile for itself and was burnt to death but rose again youthful and strong as ever from the ashes in these words we are reminded once again of another side of the life of our ancestors end of chapter 9
Recording by Louise J. Bell Sebastopol, California